0: Ah, uh, you've landed on the Unbridled Enthusiasm live podcast with your host, Mark Koulos. What do you say we get into some weird stuff? Fram and Tears! Hello, people, and uh, welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos, as always. It's good to be back. I uh, decided for this episode I would cover something that's uh, very near and dear to my heart, uh, and that is strip clubs. haven't been recently as much as I was uh, when I was younger. I went for my bachelor party, of course, and... uh, I don't really remember that much of it, so. But uh, from age 18 to 23, I was a, a huge uh, fan of the strip club. You might say to yourself, "How do you know the exact year that you were?" Well, 18 is when I turned uh, the age that I could go to the strip club in Minnesota because they were 18 and up, and 23 is when I had sex for the first time, and after that, strip clubs seemed a little useless when you have real physical contact. So I kind of stopped going, but, uh, so my love of strip clubs started, uh,
1: on my 18th
0: birthday. My brother and his friends, they took me out to, uh, a club called Deja Vu, downtown Minnesota, Minneapolis their slogan i believe is something like 300 beautiful girls and 3 ugly ones i don't know why that is but that's their slogan it was so interesting you know cuz there's a late bloomer obviously and uh i don't think i'd ever seen a woman up close and naked until we went to that strip club that night it's kind of a jarring thing when you walk through the doors and there's just a naked lady on stage, you know? And, uh, since it was my birthday, I don't know if they still do it, but Deja Vu had a thing where they would bring you on stage and you'd have to sit on a chair and all the dancers would take turns, uh, beating you about the head, neck, and chest with their breasts, which sounds like fun until you get a left hook from a very firm silicon breast that rattles your face and then you're like this not that much fun so we're hanging out having some drinks and my brother gave me $60 that I was to spend on dancers for uh, couch dances and I didn't even know what that was but he said you know they take you one-on-one they take you to a couch and they dance all over you which at that time I was on board so, uh, watching dancer after dancer go by, and then uh, I saw this one that was had cur- <coughs> curly blonde hair and was wearing a, uh, American flag bikini. God bless America. And, uh, told my brother that was the one that I liked, and I was very shy and kind of reserved, so he actually went and talked to her and got her to come over, and then we ended up going to get a couch dance. Now... Uh, those who aren't uh, familiar with a standard couch dance. Literally, you just sit on a couch and a dancer will dance right next to you or in front of you uh, every once in a while, putting a boob on your face. Maybe kind of graze your crotchal region with her ass. And that's about the most you get for 20 bucks. So at the VU at the time, I don't know if they still do it now, but She asked me if I wanted another couch dance, and in my head, I was like, nah, I don't think so. That was kind of a waste of money. And then she said, or you could have a table dance, which I didn't know what that was. So I asked her to explain it literally. Just basically get completely naked and writhe on a coffee table in front of you. And to that, I said, yes, please. So gave her the other 40 bucks and she did a double song back to back writhing around on this coffee table naked and needless to say, I was hooked. So soon after that, I got graduated, uh, high school and went off to, uh, college, ended up moving in with a friend, uh, that I had met through college. And, uh, he was also a strip club aficionado and, uh, We started frequenting this newer strip club downtown called the 318 Club, and their claim was that they had Texas-style couch dances, which apparently were more in-depth, sinister, and rowdy than a normal couch dance. But, you know, we wanted to see for ourselves. So we went down there, and let me explain this. Basically, what a Texas style couch dance is, is you sit on a couch and a stripper straddles your genitals and dry humps you for a full song. That is a Texas style couch dance. And to that, I say, God bless you, Texas. So, what was funny was, so we went there and we were hanging out, and I took a liking to one of the strippers. So, I took her upstairs for a Texas style couch dance. And, uh, so she does the dry hump thing on me, which, uh, I was pretty happy about. And, uh, we got done with the song and she said, did you want to keep going? And, uh, I was like, yeah. So she, uh, says, as I put up air quotes, would you like to adjust yourself? Definition of that is, uh, taking your... Hard on and pointing it upwards as opposed to down your pant leg, so apparently you can enjoy the dry humping more. However, I made the cardinal mistake that night by wearing jeans to the strip club, and if I can bestow anything on the younger uh, generation that might be listening to my podcast, i don 't know who is even listening to this to tell you the truth, but you're going to a strip club and you want to get your money's worth. You're gonna to want to wear sweatpants, running pants. Your best option is to go in the summertime and wearing mesh shorts. Okay? You're gonna get the most out of your money. It's gonna be enjoyable. Okay? So I wore jeans and she just dry humped the shit out of my dick and got a little rug burn from the jeans. And uh So she danced on me for like three or four songs. And uh, let me add that they were black jeans. Because that's how I rolled in the late to early 90s and 2000s. They called me... Well, they called me a lot of names because I wore black jeans. But they... uh, So Let's just say me and my friend... Uh, my roommate at the time, became big fans of the 318 Club and their Texas-style couch dances. Every Friday and Saturday, we'd get our mesh pants on and uh, head on down there for some Texas-style couch dancing. So um, We'd been going there for a couple months, and I ended up talking to one of the dancers, a tiny Asian girl who was beautiful, I became enamored immediately. And I think she could tell she had a fish on the hook. Because the second dance that I got from her, she kind of broke a cardinal rule of stripping. Uh, and that's you can't touch at all. You got to sit on your hands as they kind of touch you, but you can't touch them. So at one point in the dance, she kind of grabbed my hands and put them on her boobs. And that's like a huge thing. Like, you know... I guess somehow that could be seen as prostitution or something. I don't know. But apparently it's a big deal. And so, uh, you know, she gave me some malarkey about, uh, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, but I really like you, so feel my tits as much as you want. I was pretty excited. So over the course of the next couple months, you know, she gave me her phone number, uh, which I could only assume went to the laundromat downstairs i would call her and then somebody would call to her and then she'd show up on the phone like 5 minutes later and try to ask her out on a date or something but there was always a hundred excuses and uh the conversation would always end with her going yeah but i'm working tonight so you know if you want to come down and see me at at you know the club that would be great and she hooked me in man for like I don't know, two weeks, I'd go down there pretty much every night, hang out with her, give her, like, 60 bucks, and, you know, God bless, there was one stripper there, I think after, like, the 12th time I came back there, she pulled me aside, and she was like, hey, I just want to let you know, because I'm not a big fan of when strippers do this, but uh, it's obvious that she's playing you, you know, she's pretending she likes you, so you'll come down here and give her money, and I was like, well, that, that makes a lot of sense, so that was the end of that because I was like what the fuck man but she had me hook, line, and sinker so uh, after that I didn't really feel comfortable going back to that place so we were, me and my roommate were off to find a a new venue for our delusions so we ended up going to uh, the Skyway Lounge one night which was horrible it was like I mean, I felt like I was in a homeless shelter watching women dance. It was disgusting. And uh, <clears throat> I think for a time we went to a place uh, called Buns and Roses, which was uh, as classy as the name says. <laughs> and I just remember that they had like, they had Buns and Roses, and like right next door, they had a strip club where dudes would dance. And it was like, I can't even remember the name, it was like Hangers and Wangers or whatever, I don't know. And then one night we went to uh, Augie's, which was a strip club downtown, and we literally like walked in and sat down, and like five minutes later the lights came on and a bunch of cops came running in, and we were like, oh for Christ's sakes. So they lined up all the dancers... And ended up taking two of them away because I guess it turned out that they were like 16 and they were dancing there. So we were like, great, well, this isn't our new spot. And then uh, a friend of ours uh, who was working at Walmart, uh, one of the, like, he had his group of friends he worked there with, and then this girl. And it turned out this girl had decided to leave Walmart and become a dancer at Dream Girls, which was another club downtown. So he called us up. He's like, "Man, you gotta come with us. It's gonna be hilarious. This uh, this girl we work with is uh, is gonna be stripping at Dreamgirls, and we're gonna go down there and tip her a bunch." And I was like, "God, man, that's gotta be horrible for her, you know? She works with these guys at Walmart for you know however long, and and now she's got to get naked in front of them and all that stuff." I was like, "Man," but I was like, "You know, it's a strip club. Let's go." So this was funny because we got in there, and that was the last one to come in. And if you're not aware, uh, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm six foot seven, 350. And we walked in, and the guy running the door uh, let all my friends go in, and then he kind of stopped me, and he was like, "You know, why don't you step in the office here with me for a second? And I was like, oh, what the hell? I didn't do anything. And he's like, no, it's nothing bad. Come on in here. I got an offer to discuss with you. And I was like, was this guy going to suck my dick or something? <laughs> So we walk in there, and and he wants me to be a bouncer there. He starts pitching the job and all this stuff. You work at night. It's great money. The dancers love the bouncers. Sometimes they'll date the bouncers and all this bullshit. And I was like, and I know a lot of people out there are laughing. Like, Pulo's a bouncer? Like, what am I going to try to nice the people out the door? Like, excuse me, sir. (laughs) You're making a ruckus, okay? Do you mind leaving? Here's $5. Get out of here, you crazy cat. But I was like, no, it's not. Bouncing's not the thing for me. So I turned it down and then we went and watched uh, their friend who was stocking shelves the day before start stripping horribly in front of all of her friends. I mean, it was like, I don't know if I've ever been a part of something so sad. And then they all like, Took her in the back and got couch dances from her and stuff. And I was like, man, this is the weirdest thing I've ever been a part of. Uh, So, yeah, me and my roommate, we'd go around and we'd check out a bunch of different strip clubs. We ended up at uh, BJ's, which was downtown. A very nice area of downtown. Uh, Probably one of the worst neighborhoods. We went in there um, because my friend... That I took improv class with For a couple semesters or whatever Had decided to quit her job and start dancing And I think she had a little couple screws loose But Or like she wanted some support Because it was her first night So I brought me and my roommate went down there And She did her thing and whatever And um, Somehow she had to leave or something I know she enjoyed Doing the dance But she was only doing a half night or something, but we stayed behind. We were kind of sitting in the back watching this dancer on stage, and uh, nobody was down there. Nobody was paying attention to her, so I turned to my buddy, and I was like, why don't we go down and sit front row, you know? Like, our money would probably be treated as gold right now with nobody, you know, dancing down there. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm out of the loop, but I think a dollar at a strip club is is pretty respectable. I'm not a, expecting them to spend like a half an hour in front of me but i think a dollar is pretty good and i don't know how many dancers i've had walk past my dollar so this was the same scenario we went down and sat front row and we both put a couple bucks up there and she just kept walking by the money and doing nothing there wasn't anybody else watching her or sitting front row she just kept walking back and forth and not paying attention to us so finally uh Like her set's done and she kneels down in front of us and she went, honey, yeah, she's a black girl. And she go, honey, my mama danced in 1975 and she got a dollar. And you can't even buy a box of tissues for a dollar nowadays. Get with the times, all right. then she stands up and walks away. And my buddy goes, you aren't even worth a box of tissues. And that was around the time we got thrown out. Um, and then there was another time we went to, uh, he was working up in Duluth. So I went with him and we ended up at uh, the strip club called Club Saratoga. And uh it's kind of an interesting night because a lot of, a bunch of jokes that showed up in my act came from this night because, uh, Uh, little after we got there I had to piss and they had its like 30 dudes waiting for one toilet so I went out in the back and I was pissing next to a dumpster and I got hit by a spotlight and it was the cops and they were like what are you doing and I said I'm throwing up which always surprised me like if you're standing on the street you've got like the flu or food poisoning or something you start throwing up on the side of the street you know, people come over and they're like, you okay, man? You know, nobody's getting arrested for throwing up on the side of the street. Now take your dick out and start pissing on everything. You'll be arrested in like five minutes. And they try to say, oh, you know, it's it's not because of the urine. It's because your dick's out of your pants. And that's, you know, lewd behavior. But it's like, even if you kind of block your dick, I think, and start pissing, you're you're still going to get a ticket for it, and it just baffled me, but I said I was throwing up, and they bought it, and they drove away, so I went back in there, and this was actually the night that I discovered Alabama Slammas, and if you've never had one, it's like a drink that tastes very orangey, uh, and they're delicious, however, I can't have them anymore, because I vomited orange for three days after that, so I steer clear of the Alabama Slammas now, but I was shit-canned, This guy came in, he was dressed in a uniform, and uh, I don't know why I was so surly that night, but I stood up and I was like, good evening, Captain. And he said, watch your mouth, I'm an admiral. And I said, where'd you park the Starship Enterprise? And my buddy jumped up and he was like, oh my God, he's about to get punched in the face. And this guy leaned in and he goes, I can tell you're drunk right now. So that's why I'm not gonna knock your ass off. And then he starts walking away and I go, Oh, thank God! Thank God you're not gonna knock my ass off <laughs> and he turned around and started coming back, and my buddy's like he has yeah, tough day for him. He's you know had a lot to drink and and uh he goes it's all good, and he just walks away, and I was like, "Thank you, I'm sorry and uh yeah, the next day was hilarious because i I puked like nine times and then we pulled off at a gas station and all I bought was like three giant bottles of water and Pepto-Bismol and the cashier looked at me (laughs) like I feel you, I've been there I've been there, I'm there right now but uh so my love of strip clubs has always been there and I think it was like in 2000 this was probably like one of the most crazy strip club stories I've got in 2000 I went to uh, New York City uh, to try to be an actor. It's a long story. Maybe I'll cover it in another podcast about how I got screwed by an acting school. But uh, So one of the nights, me and a couple buddies, we ended up going to one of the strip clubs there, which was called The Gentleman's Club. We had to walk up this really long staircase to what could only be described as an office floor turned into a strip club. I mean, there was, like, cubicles around the stage and the couch dances were taking place in the offices on the sides of the floor. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Folding chairs in front of the, uh, the dance floor, which was basically like a block of wood with a, a pole sticking out of it. So we're hanging out and one of the dancers come up to me and she's like, uh, you know, would you like a dance, honey? Yeah. Another black girl. And I was like, yeah, you know, might as well, you know, we're in New York city and you know, it was a little bit more expensive than a Minneapolis couch dance. It was fifty bucks. And I was like, you know, win in Rome, as they say. So she took me into one of the side offices and pretty standard setup. They had a big couch and like a coffee table and dim lighting. So she goes, yeah, take a seat. You know, make yourself comfortable. You know, um, if you want to take your shoes off, you know. Feel free to take your pants off. And I was like, what? Take my pants off? And she was like, oh, yeah, honey. She's like, this is New York City. We're a a lot more liberal than other places. So I said, what exactly is going to happen in here? And she's like, what would you like to happen in here? There's a lot of different choices. I go, what are we talking about? And she's like, well, uh, I could give you a hand job. I could give you a blowjob. You could fuck me. And I was like, what the hell is this? And in my mind, I was like, you know, obviously there's no way I'm letting, you know, her mouth or any other thing touch me. But uh, I figured, you know, I'd call her bluff and hopefully I could afford the hand job. So I was like, all right, let's go with the hand job. So she gave me a hand job. And uh, after it was over, then she started negotiating the price. And to this day, I'm like, you know what? If you're going to give an H.J. on the sly in an, a side office in a strip club made out of an office floor, you're probably going to want to talk price before you start jerking on a guy's dick. So she was like, you know... uh You know, I've done something here that could get me in a lot of trouble. So how about 200 bucks? And I was like really broke at the time. I was like, well, I got, I got like $40 on me. And she's like, well, do you have a bank card? And I said, yeah, but I think there's only like maybe $80 in my account. So she's, she got all mad. She's like $140. She goes, your friends out there don't have any money you can borrow. And I go, I don't think so. I go. The best I can do is is 140. So I gave her the 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 60 that I had in my wallet, I think, and then she went with me to the ATM and I got the other 80 bucks out and she was like over my shoulder looking at my bank balance and thank God I only did have 80 dollars in there. So I gave it to her and she gave me a hug and she was like, you know, thanks, sugar or whatever dancers say to people they just robbed. And uh, you know my buddies were just like, "What happened in there?" And I was like, "Dude, she gave me an HJ." And they were like, "What?" And it was just like became like the legendary story of the trip. Like everybody's like it was this that big of a deal. I was like, "Dude, you can go in there and get one yourself if you got 140 bucks. You could probably negotiate <coughs> negotiate her down to 100 if you can." you know, bring your bank account down to a hundred bucks. Cause she negotiates afterwards. So, Oh man, it was ridiculous. Um, Oh, it's a funny story too. like, a lot of strip clubs I went to. This was probably the strangest thing I've ever been a part of. Like I, I went to a strip club. Uh, I was doing a show in Rockford, Illinois and I was with a buddy, and we ended up going to the strip club together, and we walk in. I was sitting at the bar having a couple of drinks and kind of glancing back at the stage, and there's a dancer up there. Like, one song goes by, two songs, three songs, and I glance back, and it didn't really register until, like, the next dancer got up and got, like, three songs in. Nobody's taking their clothes off. And I was like, I asked the bartender, I go, this is a strip club, right? And he goes, yeah, but we serve alcohol and In the city of Rockford, nobody can get naked if you serve alcohol. So I was like, what are we doing here? He goes, well, the dancers will dance up there, and they'll kind of give quick flashes and take tips and whatever. He's like, if I can suggest anything, he's like, get a couch dance, because they are amazing, because they save it all for the back room. And I was like, all right. So I got a couch dance from this girl and uh I was wearing my best mesh shorts. And uh we went back in there and I mean it was just horrible. She's like dancing on me while smoking a cigarette, and I was like, Yeah, this is this is the cream of the crop. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And uh Yeah, then she knelt down and started giving me a blowjob through my mesh shorts, which kind of turned everything around. It was a pretty crazy night, to say the least. But uh, yeah, those are probably the the I'm sure (laughs) it's so funny. Like I tell those stories, like the handjob and the and the kind of blowjob because it was through pants, like they're the most crazy strip club stories in the world and i'm sure there's other comics out there just normal people that have you know like had sex with strippers in the in the champagne room or you know i remember deja vu had bed dances where they would dance you would get into bed and they would dance on top of you i'm sure nothing's ever happened on one of those things but uh they were crazy for me because you know nothing like that ever happened to me. And I think the other interesting part of the whole strip club world was, uh, some, uh, porn shops, they employ, employ strippers, um, and they'll dance like in these glass booths. And, uh, my first experience with this was at sex world downtown in Minneapolis. A bunch of us were hanging out down there and, two of my buddies were like, man, you got to come over and see this. So we ended up like going into this booth and pulling the curtain shut. And then the light came on and gave this girl like 40 bucks. And literally all she did was masturbate in front of us. And we're just sitting there like, this is crazy. Like, this is a thing. Like people, this is legal. Um. So after that, I kind of knew what it was. So when we were out in New York and after that, sh- Uh, stripper thing with the HJ we ended up going into one of these porno shops like downtown New York City and um, it's pretty dirty and gritty and the booths were downstairs and it was so strange because we came down the stairs and it was like eight booths um, and it was like four facing one way and four facing the other and then there was like this little hallway that went down between them And, like, all the dancers were just, like, sitting there, like, reading the paper and magazines and stuff. And uh, you just kind of glance at the dancers and figure out which one you want. And then you walk into her booth and lock the door or whatever. So we went in there. (laughs) Then you kind of, like, slide the money through a little hole. And then the door comes up. And then there's, you know, some dancer that's just doing her thing or whatever. And I think $20 got me, like three minutes or some ridiculousness, and it just always made me laugh because you know it was an interesting thing. it really wasn't doing anything for me. And then the door started sliding down, and this uh, stripper dancer hooker, whatever she was, like kept her head underneath the door sliding down and she's like, I'm in more money." And I was like, what'd you say? And then like the little slot where you put money in, it's just like a hole in the wall. So I, she, like, knelt down and put her mouth where the hole was, and she was like, slide in more money, and we'll keep this party going. And I was like, I think this party's over. And I got out of the booth, and she, and this was, like, the most awkward part because that Sex World one, you know, uh, the booths were, like, in the wall. So, like, you know, the back area was was locked up here, you go out the one side of the booth, she comes out the back side, and I'm just like leaving. And she's like, "Hey, where are you going?" and catches up to me and I was like, "Don't you want to see more?" And I was like, "No, not really. It's like, what am I, breaking up with the the masturbating booth girl? Like, <laughs> no, I'd, 20 was enough. I don't, I don't need any more of a show, you know?" It was just so awkward, man, but yeah it was an interesting time in my life went to a lot of strip clubs, met a lot of interesting people and met a lot of strange people, a lot of weird dancers you know one legged dancers and uh, my buddy always tells a story about how he saw a pregnant dancer and just like i mean it's such an odd world a very- very strange world, and you know a lot of money to be made, but I'm sure it's not the best life in the world um yeah, just recently I was driving through D- Detroit, and I'll kind of wrap it up with this because heard probably the most ridiculous thing ever, and I do this joke in my act now because it was just. So I'm driving. I hear an advertisement for the uh, the Penthouse Club in Detroit, and uh, as a point of pride, they they made sure to advertise that Mondays is all you can eat crab legs. Yeah. That's happening in Detroit. Monday nights, there's a bunch of dudes with crab all over their face and hands, staring at a vagina. I mean, for Christ's sakes, fish at a strip club? Really? Is that what we're doing? Oh my God, man. Whose marketing idea was this? Just sounds ridiculous. I can't imagine what his other ideas was. Taco Tuesday? You know? Clam Wednesday? I just don't get it, man. All-you-can-eat crab legs at the penthouse club. What are you going to do? Well, this has been another Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. If you want to find out more about me, you can always go to uh, largedrunkman.com, largedrunkman on Twitter, and uh, largedrunkman on Facebook. And uh, obviously you know about this podcast because you're listening to it. So make sure you tune in next time when we talk about who knows.